The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, the video going viral of a young Limpopo pupil being assaulted outside a school, this is Mbiri Secondary School in Sibasa, outside Toyando in Limpopo, has sparked a great deal of conversation. And this is around bullying that takes place at schools. Now, what we know and understand of the story is that the bullying seemed to have begun on an online platform and uh, basically then moved from this fight that had been taking place online to what we saw, at least that that video, if you were able uh, to to watch it, I must confess, I two seconds in, I just I couldn't watch and I I didn't see the rest of the video, but um, I, I had seen all that I needed to see, literally within the first two seconds of of that video. But it's gotten South Africa talking about the issue of bullying in schools. Now the HSRC conducted research, and this was from a data based on the trends in international mathematics and science study and part of what they have found is some trends on how bullying is taking place in South African schools. Joining us for this conversation is Ntabiseng Ramotwala. She's a counselling psychologist. Ntabiseng, a very good morning to you. Good morning to you, Kathy. How are you? I'm all right, thank you. So one of the things that we see from the research by the HSRC is that there is a link between academic achievement and bullying. And when we look at the data, it it shows that, you know, for learners in grade five, about 44% of them had experienced bullying, at least on a weekly basis, while grade nine learners, um, 25% of them had experienced bullying on a weekly basis. So the rate of bullying seems to decrease with age, but, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it is quite high nonetheless. Yes. Yes, um, when you look at bullism from, from a younger age, you realize that it, it's primarily because of lack of skills of how to deal with frustration as a child mm. and, and maybe not knowing how to deal with disappointing news as a child. And the other part would be if you are a child who gets all the attention at home and suddenly someone steals your attention at school, you don't know how to deal with that as well. The feelings of anger and, and resentment overpower you to a point of where you start bullying the other child. But the biggest picture to it is that most of the time, people who are hurt hurt others. People who are wounded wound others. Bullies are actually hurt people. They are actually frustrated people. They are wounded people. We need to look at them from a point of healing and a point of restoring mm-hmm. uh, the emotional integrity than actually punishing them. Mm-hmm. The punishment should be in the form of educating them rather than um, alienating them from other children because it makes them become worse because that's the only language they understand. Mm-hmm. So bullying it doesn't come because a person just wakes up in the morning and they decide to be um, nasty to you. Is something that develops over time. One of the things that this research found is that the social context within mm-hmm. a school is also associated with yes. incidents of bullying. So they also found that your no-fee paying schools mm-hmm. seem to report higher incidents of bullying versus mm-hmm. your more private schools. What could possibly be a causal link for that? Um, what could possibly be a causal link for that would be a sense of rebellious, rebelliousness in, 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 in students that also comes from a sense of neglect from parents. 
And if your parents cannot afford schools, you feel intimidated and you feel like you are victimized by the school. And when you're victimized by the school, it's either you're going to fight or fly. So the only option that the learners use there is to fight. And fighting then becomes a norm for the school that anything that we don't want, anything that we don't agree with, we fight with. And we don't realize that it goes down to how the children actually view their world. We build their sense of the world in relation to how they interact with it in the long run. So as a child, I learned that if I don't want anything, all I need to do is to fight about it. And that that, that, uh, sense of thinking grows into children and it grows up with them. And we eventually have adults who become bullies in the workplace, who become bullies in their relationship because they only learn that way in terms of solving problems. They can never go into tables and say, uh, can we discuss this amicably and come up with a solution? So it's about a sense of being rebellious. It's about a sense of being neglected as children. It's about a sense of feeling helpless about the situation as well. But how do you deal with it? Then we become rebellious. We damage the, the property. We become rebellious to our teachers. We don't listen to anyone who is who is of authority within the school. Mm. We're going to continue our conversation in a moment because some of the solutions that you know are also proposed in the survey include making sure that children feel or learners feel that they belong, especially within a school setting, and that can be quite difficult to accomplish for each and every learner, especially where you're talking about schools that have up to two thousand learners. You know that's quite a high number of young people to be dealing with on a daily basis. It's 9.30. Amanda Machaga standing by with your latest news headlines. Hashtag SFM Talking Point. We continue the conversation on the talking point and we're in conversation with Ntabiseng Ramotwala, who's a counselling psychologist, and we're reflecting on the research done by the Human Sciences Research Council, and this is on bullying in schools. So... But the research shows in Tabi saying that when learners are feeling alienated, when uh-huh. learners feel that they don't belong, they're uh-huh. more likely to be bullied than other learners. Why is that uh-huh. the case? Um, you know, a feeling of alienation and a feeling of not being accepted on its own um, is a difficult one for children because everyone wants to belong somewhere. However, with the school, it becomes difficult because sometimes the feeling that comes from home. Um, a child feels alienated and feels neglected from mm-hmm. home, and they come to school, they actually project those emotions onto other children who they think get all the attention at school. Uh, for instance, with this example of this learner, um, the child has performed very well, and which means if you perform very well, you know our teachers. They'll always praise you, they always do all the, the nice things with you. Mm-hmm. And the one who's feeling alienated from home especially, will then feel jealous. And, and bullying is an indication of feelings of fear that manifest in terms of jealousy. You'll feel jealous depending on how far you can control that emotion. You can take it to an action, an action that becomes physical mm. fight with the other child. So within the school environment, it becomes difficult. But what I can suggest is that usually when you are in class as a teacher, you learn to acknowledge every child that you have in class you learn to acknowledge every child's effort in class. You learn to um, decrease the level of competition in class because most of our school system is based on competition. That's why we have, especially, especially in the township school, we had what you, what's called 
the top laner as in number one, number two, number three. Mm. And then they will go down to the west laner, number last class. If uh, people are, in, are 45 in class, they say number 45, 44, 43. Imagine what happens to those kids. They feel embarrassed. They feel that they are not loved, they are not cared for. So we need to reverse the system where children who cannot perform well or who have some sort of um, problems in their lives are given normal attention. You don't have to actually go overboard. You just normalize what you do in class. Whatever you do, every child has a chance to do that. And maybe rotate even uh, responsibilities in the class. Don't have one child only doing the same thing every time. Mm -hmm. Like if uh, one child is the one who's always um, sharing the memo after the test, then then it it, it stems um, feelings of jealousy from the others. Rotate responsibility in all the students so, so everyone gets mm. a chance to do the good thing and everybody gets mm. to shine in class mm. so don't let the shine only be focused on one learner in the class Ntabi saying I want us to talk about the responses of parents because you know this has sparked a, a great deal of conversation around you know where does violence come from what is the root of that violence and people are really making assumptions about um, you know this especially the learner who was bullying in this incident her yes. own home environment and social context but yes. I want to talk just more generally the reality is that there are a lot of parents they might not necessarily acknowledge it on the radio radio but mm. who when their children come home after having been pushed around and, or bullied by learners at school they tell them to fight back they tell them yes. to raise the other hand and to not take it and, mm-hmm. and 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 what does that do in terms of the overall conflict resolution especially where something like that mm-hmm. is seen to show results you know that if you have a child coming home every day crying about being beaten but the day that she hit back it suddenly stopped that tells mm-hmm. that child that perhaps the answer here is um you know to respond to violence with violence mhm mm. Yes, uh, that's a very common common reaction, and because it's an easier reaction, mm. um, as a result, parents don't take responsibility of over their children's behavior. They just throw it back to them and say, "Marwena, we're saying. I mean, if another child your age beats you up, what do you expect me to do? To go to school and beat the child up? No, stand up for yourself and beat the child back. Mm. You know. So you're actually teaching the child to fight back whatever happens. However, you're not teaching them the right way of fighting back. There are other right ways of fighting back, and there are systems in the school to report these things. But however, it's also important that when you report these things, these matters are taken seriously as well. So it leaves the child with the responsibility to say, oh, so it means out there it's a survival of the fittest. If I don't do anything about this, I'm just going to disappear or die. Mm -hmm. But if you don't have the the strength or you're not brave enough to actually fight back, you become a victim like the student in in, in, in China and we happen. So it's important for parents to realize that whatever method that you teach your child to fight shouldn't be a method method that is violent because most parents also only know violence in, in their background. Mm. So they'll teach their kids only what they know. So it, it stems from knowledge and becomes a vicious cycle. And and the the, the, inter, the intervention that can be done there is to teach your child to love, to teach your child to teach the other children that no, even if you fight me, I'm I'm not that type of a child. I won't fight. However, it's very difficult in the school grounds. If you come in with that arrogance, they will beat you up. 
So the best method is to go back to the principal and say they are actually bullying me. I, I remember in my school days, I used to be bullied, but the only way I could survive it was to run away. And running away, it means I'm safe for that moment. Coming back to school, mm. I go back behind the teacher's petticoat uh, and say, yesterday after school, they were waiting for me. I don't know what's the problem. And she will sort them now. So mm. I'm safe at school, I'm safe at home. So whatever they try, they can't do anything. And remember, bullies are usually people who are very scared. They are usually very fearful people. But they learn to intimidate, to to drive away people that they are scared of. And bullies are normal people who can't deal with their negative emotions. If they feel jealous, they have to express it in a violent manner. Mm, if right. they feel inferior in a situation, mm. they have to express that inferiority in a, a violent manner. So if you teach the children how to deal with negative emotions from home and in the school, and I know the schools now have what they call LO, uh, life orientation, they should actually add those that if a child experiences emotions like jealousy, resentment, hatred, and, and even feeling self-doubt, how do you deal with that? How do you communicate your feelings, especially with performance? Uh, the performance, uh, the, the, the academic list has come out, you perform very poorly, and you see uh, Tebuho up there is doing very well. How are you going to respond to that? Are you All going right. to beat Tebuho mm. up? Are you going to tell Tebuho not to perform well? Because when are you always going to beat her up? No. You deal with that, actually. But that can only happen if we take responsibility of educating our teachers, educating our learners as well, and educating everyone who is involved in the life of the learner. Ntabi saying Ramotwala, let me thank you so much for your time. She is a counseling psychologist.